Welcome to the Taxcell Podcast, where Taxcell investing is made easy. I am Casey Denman. I'm a Taxcell veteran, expert, and trainer, author of the Taxcell Playbook, founder of the Taxcell Academy, and I'm your host right here on the Taxcell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. And as always, at the conclusion of this episode, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax-defaulted real estate, head on over to TaxcellAcademy.com. Again, that's TaxcellAcademy.com, and there's a link down in the show notes. All right, today we're going to be discussing one of the most valued assets in my business, something that has allowed me to quickly flip countless properties over the years. We're talking about a buyer's list. So early on in my career, I sold properties in a conventional way. That's the only way that I knew, and it's what everybody else did. I would list them with realtors, or I'd advertise them myself as a FISBO. And I do this every single time. I was not creative when I started off. The buyer was really just a commodity for me. They were a person who wanted to buy a piece of property that I had ownership of, and they had the money to pay for that piece of property. Much like your interaction with probably most of the people that you have any sort of transactions with, goods are sold, and in order for those goods to be sold, somebody gives you money. It's a transaction, right? Nothing more. Exchange good for money and move on. No personal connection. I didn't really even want to talk to that person in the first place. All that mattered to me is whether they're going to pay me my money or not for that property. And I certainly wasn't going to follow up with that person to see if they liked the property, right? When I in customer service or something, no. I, you know, I had a piece of property to sell. They had money. That was it. So after all this, what would happen is I would sell a piece of property. I'd completely forget about that buyer, completely forget about that property. I had the cash. I'd move on to something else, and that was it. Then one day, about two weeks after a particular buyer purchased a piece of property from me, I get an email. And I remember seeing the subject line in the email, and it was something along the lines of about my real estate purchase. It was something like that. I immediately started thinking about all the worst case scenarios. What happened? What went wrong? Was there an issue? Was he upset? Was it not as he expected? Did I misrepresent it somehow? Did I not sign something or complete something properly? Is he mad? I envisioned all these worst case scenarios. Well, it's actually quite the opposite. I had sold the property to this guy for a fairly good deal, less than market value. I had enough money that I made where I was satisfied, but I was still going to sell it for less than market value, so hopefully he'd be satisfied as well. And that's exactly what happened. The gentleman emailed me to tell me that he had actually already sold the property he had purchased just two weeks prior. He didn't tell me how much he had sold it for or anything like that, but the truth was it really didn't matter to me since I had already made my money, right? He went on to ask me if I had any other properties around that same price in that same area which of course meant that he wanted to buy more properties for less than market value, although he didn't come out and directly say that. I actually had one more property in that same area that I was willing to sell to him for just about the same price. He purchased it a few weeks later. Guess what? I got another email from this gentleman asking if I had any more. Now, I didn't have any more in that specific area, but he ended up purchasing a piece of property in a completely different area from me. And this was three properties within just over a month's time from one gentleman. Now, that's when it dawned on me. The truth was that I spent hours and hours and hours researching all these properties before I purchased them myself. I knew that they were quality properties. Otherwise, I would not have invested in them. I also knew that I was selling these properties at discounted prices. 
So I didn't have a single thing to worry about when it comes to following up. I wasn't ripping anybody off. I wasn't, you know, selling a piece of property that I wouldn't have invested in myself because I did. You know, there wasn't anything wrong with these properties because I did so much research. They were properties that I was proud to sell. And so again, following up shouldn't have been that big of a deal for me. So that's exactly what I started to do. I started to follow up with all my buyers and unbeknownst to me, many of these buyers were actually real estate investors who were actively flipping the same properties that I sold them. In fact, if you're selling properties below market, you're actually going to become a magnet for other investors, which are truthfully more desirable than the end users because of two simple words, repeat business. The day that I discovered this is the day that I created and I started my buyers list. It was many years after I had first started in the business. You have to remember, for years, I would completely ignore a buyer once they bought a piece of property from me. And then I started this list. Over the years, I have nurtured and grown this list. I've put a lot of effort into it to the point where I can buy a piece of property at an auction. And while I'm sitting in that same auction, I can send out an email or a text message and have that same property sold essentially prior to me paying for it. Now, obviously, you have to go through the whole transactional process. I still have to pay for it and complete it, and they have to record the deed. Then I get their money, all that good stuff, right? But I can make an agreement on the price and on the buyer before I ever leave that auction because of the power of my buyer's list. It's a pretty unreal system, right? Now, how do we accomplish this feat? Well, before we approach it from a very tactical standpoint, which we're going to get to, we must thoroughly understand the point of this list. Everything that we do in marketing requires what is called an audience for us to market to. These are the viewers of whatever marketing methods we decide to use. So a Super Bowl commercial, for example, when you advertise or you market utilizing a Super Bowl commercial, your audience are the folks watching the Super Bowl. Now, the more targeted your audience is, the smaller it will often be but the better results you'll get. And this is something that I actually wrote about in Tax Cell Playbook. But an audience of, you know, say nothing but fitness fanatics, if you advertise to them, but you're advertising, you know, like an infomercial on deep frying desserts, that's probably not going to be a very targeted audience because these fitness guys don't care about your deep fried desserts. So a targeted audience is really what you want. So your buyer's list is designed to provide you with a very targeted audience of potential buyers that you've interacted with, that you start building a relationship with over time. Then you'll provide them good deals that they'll also have the opportunity to make some money on. And when you provide those opportunities for them, they will take advantage of it. So from a marketing perspective, it does not get any better than having a quality buyers list. Okay, so back to tactics. First off, Start from day one. Start from the moment you start advertising your property for sale. And advertise every single property in a way to generate leads. Don't just say, this is the property. Call me for more information on this property. Say, this is the property. By the way, contact us for details about this property and potentially other properties as well. Give them the impression you have multiple properties to sell them. Even if you don't yet, you know, you don't have to come out and say, I've got hundreds of lots when you really don't. Be as honest as possible, but let them know you either have properties or you will have similar properties in the future. So email us for more information or call us for whatever methods you want to use. Then just ask them if you can send them properties that are offered for sale less than market value in the future 
and when they say yes, because they all will, start logging names and email addresses and phone numbers if possible. And do this for every single interaction that you have with any potential buyers. And when you get another property, advertise it as much as you possibly can. Your goal should not be to solely sell that property, but your goal should be to sell that property, yes, but also to generate a list of potentially interested buyers that you can sell stuff to in the future. So one property should actually turn into multiple buyers over the years for you if you advertise it correctly. And of course, if you ask these folks, you can put them on your list for discounted properties. And do this over and over and over and over again. Guys, I still this do this to this day to continue to build my buyers list. Now, there's lots of different ways to store this list but you can always start off with like an Excel spreadsheet just to keep it simple. Eventually, you'll want to use much more advanced methods like software databases and email programs and that kind of stuff. But a spreadsheet is a good way to start. We talk about, you know, different databases, different ideas inside the academy if you're looking for more information on how to compile everything. Now, you can also segment those contacts many different ways. And segment is basically a fancy way of saying you can group them different ways, okay? At the very start, what you want to do is have two groups, potential buyers and buyers. Now your buyers, you know, until you get to the point where you have lots of properties, are going to be a very, very small list and your potential buyers will obviously be much, much bigger. But you can actually separate them that way. You know, these people have cash. They've actually given me cash before. They've paid for properties. So these might be the first people that you want to send properties to or that you interact with the most, pay them the most attention. But these people are still very, very targeted and could turn into buyers in the future. You can also, of course, segment them into different areas, different prices, different types, the interest levels, and countless other ways, just depending on how specific you want to get. Then when you do get a new property that meets their expectations, contact them. And I promise you, you're going to have a buyer very, very quickly. Now, three things before I wrap up today's episode. The value of your list is going to be determined by how you treat that list and the value of your offers to that list. If you send the buyers on that list overpriced properties, maybe even just one time, they're going to lose trust in you. You will not sell that property and you're going to lose those potential buyers. If you send incredible deals, the deals that people just open up and they say, wow, that's an incredible deal, that's amazing, I wanna buy it right now. They are going to be fighting over those deals and every morning, every single day, they're gonna be checking for emails from you to make sure that they don't miss out. And the second thing is this, interest levels do change over time. If somebody on your list, if a potential buyer says, listen, don't email me again or I'm not interested, don't take it personal. That's actually a good thing because every time an uninterested person is removed from your list, that list becomes much more concentrated. So you should be after quality leads, not quantity leads. And lastly, guys, I'm going to say it again. I've already said it once, but start that list from day one. It is so, so important that you start building your database the moment you start advertising your first properties. Guys, your database can become the catalyst to your business if you build it correctly from the very start. There's obviously so much more to it to do it properly, but this episode should have given you a brief overview of its importance and the capability of having this list. Now, inside the Tax Talk Academy, we have workshops and trainings on building your buyer's database, as well as lots of other comprehensive and step-by-step trainings on how to get started and how to grow as a tax sell investor. For more information on the trainings that we offer, head on over to taxcellacademy.com. Again, that's taxcellacademy.com. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to pick up your copy of my free book, Tax Sell Playbook, which you can also get 
at taxallacademy.com. The book itself is completely free. We just ask that you help us cover the nominal shipping cost, which is only $4.97 inside the USA. And guys, as always, if you do find this episode helpful as well as any other ones, be sure to leave a positive review for us and some positive feedback. That way we know that we're helping you out. Take care, guys, and make it a successful day. Bye-bye.